0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be the Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you find what is important enough to you. My guest this week is Godwin Kevin, who is the founder of Inspire for Greatness, which is an organization that is empowering young people on the African continent. So far, Godwin's organization has worked with a couple thousand young people from countries all around Africa, and he hopes to expand the organization's scope to reach more people all around the world. I had a really interesting talk with Godwin about his organization and his advocacy, so without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Godwin Kevin.
1: I love what I do, but um, so I'm just gonna give you uh, like my my story, you know why why I do what I do, why I started, and you know where I am currently. So you could have a background a little bit about me and my story. So um, my name is Godwin Kevin. I'm from Nigeria. I'm, I'm an 18 year old um, anti-spanking activist. I'm a writer. I'm a 2021 global team leader, and I'm also the founder and executive director of Inspire for Greatness. So basically, what Inspire for Greatness does is identify, connect, and empower young Africans, You know, providing them with knowledge and skills necessary to scale up growth personally and professionally. Um, in 2018, I started leading entrepreneurship seminars in my country, or my, my city of Calabar, and I found out that... Not many young people were exposed to what entrepreneurship means, and they aren't really engaged in the society. So they just give them the traditional math, English, biology, government that they teach them in class, and they don't really know about how do I create change? What is my role here? Do I leave everything to the government? And what can I do to actually bring the change we want to see? And I saw this as a huge missed opportunity because I see lots of people, a lot of young people with this talent, but they come to me and, like, oh, Godwin, I can. I can, um, or I have the, I've seen the high rate of depression or or suicide or bullying, and I want to stop it, but I do not know where to start from. I I want to stop this. It has affected me personally, or um, I've been, let's say I've been body shamed or this or that, and, and they have these ideas, but they don't know how to build on them and, you know, take that to the next level. And I'm like, and personally, growing up in a city, Calabar, where it was pretty much there were lots of entrepreneurs, lots of young people doing amazing things. So I was kind of, I picked motivation from that. And I was like, what if you have more young people like this who are really passionate about bringing change in their communities? What if you have more young people? Like, what if we have, I, I said this, what if you had more, what if you have like a Greta Thunberg in every country, like advocating for change in that manner, telling them that, look, it is not okay to just hope we need action this united nations sustainable development goals is like this is a this is a call to action they didn't say call to hope so we need people that act that they're that going to act and i need that and we need that to create the world we really want to see so inspire for greatness is born helping people do that and it's been marvelous the journey hasn't been really smooth but i've been learning i've dedicated myself to a life of learning started it off and yeah we're here today um how do we how do we do this how do we get young people to to make impact and be the change you want to see. We, we carry out programs, seminars, conferences, really engaging these young minds and telling them, look, I'm here for you. You matter. Um, I don't think they get told that all, most um, all the time here in Nigeria, um, but um, I'm here to tell them that because, uh, yeah, because they matter and the ideas are valid. And that's what I'm, um, my organization does and does to them. And we want to see them grow. So whatever they want to do, Whatever field they're interested in, we want to help them leverage that. We may not have a million dollars to give you, but from our network and um, the knowledge we have, we could share that with you and pass it down to you or connect you to somebody who who, who can connect you to somebody, for you know you could land an opportunity or a scholarship or, or all that. So yeah, and apart from the seminars and the workshops we do, we also have an epic mentorship program, which is on the way to becoming the best on the continent, Africa. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe in the next few years, it will become the best because I'm really putting a lot of work into it and i developing it and making sure it is like, they get the best because these young people, they come in and they tell us their story. So I want to make sure they get the very best out of the program from about 20 countries on four continents. And it is open to young Africans from all the 54 countries on the African continent. So they buy, they pass through our um, selection process and they get in. they get paired with a mentor for a couple of months or longer and from there they um, help them build on their ideas and you know scale up growth and it's been amazing you know it's been amazing just seeing what they've been able to do some of them um, after the program they've gone on to open their own organizations like one of our um, mentees from our program started an organization in South Africa um, trying to end you know this depression and bullying and suicide some are starting off campaigns against gender um, violence and all of that so it's really been excelling and you know from there it's it's been wonderful you know connecting with these people even during even during COVID we still made impact we still did something so you don't have any excuse (laughs) we want to be avenues for them to act we want to be the bridge between talent and opportunities that is what we need and that is what we need to do as young people and for us to see the change we really want to see so yeah that's it that's it for what I do at Inspire for Greatness
0: that was a really great introduction, and I would love to dive a little bit deeper into how Inspire for Greatness is actually run. Can you tell me some about what those seminars look like and maybe what those mentor-mentee relationships look like? Tell me more about how the organization operates and how you're managing to work with all of these young people.
1: Yeah, so um, like, like I said, we're looking for for ideas and people with you know talent and people who are like um i have this idea in my head but i don't know where to go to like we 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 need those people people are like, who are people who are inventing stuff who are creating stuff but we want to stick that to the next level so we have a formal application where we call for um submissions of you know applications and we'll put that up but th- then again the mentors too are experienced professionals in their fields you know from you know forbes scholars to recipients of scholarships in universities in the united states and in europe to just amazing people who have done amazing things and are like um okay i want to pass that knowledge down i want to help these young people grow so it's kind of a you learn i learn relationship you learn i learn relationship you could be from you could be from thailand or you could be from the united states and your mentees from ghana or your mentees from south africa you learn different cultures then helping the person to build on his ideas and Take that idea, turn it into action. Because that's what we need at the end of the day. Turn that into action to create the change you want to see. So yeah, that's the, the mentoring program is just like any other it's, it's online basically. Um, you get connected to a mentor, uh, carefully selected and to match your needs, tailored to your needs. And the person gets to mentor you for about um for months. It varies by year. Some years it could be like six months, some years it could be like three months. But the relationship can go longer than that. We do not just want you to, we don't just make these programs for these people to just come in and just listen and go without acting on it. Like we want them to act we encourage them to act on it. We give them assignments that encourages them to go out of their comfort zone and do things and, you know, talk to people and engage. That is what we want. The seminars, um, on the other way, the seminars are organized in secondary schools, you know, high schools and um, across um, Nigeria. We go to schools and try to talk to them on most basically entrepreneurship and how they could think and act with what they have. And yeah, and learn just learning skills and just engaging this, um, encouraging this entrepreneurial mindset, trying to make them be doers and, you know, people who actually go out there and do things, not just hear us, but also doers of these things. Because like I said, at this point, we don't need hope anymore. We need action. It is a call to action. So yeah. That's how they work.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you for explaining that some more. I really appreciate that. So I'd also love to know, as you start to look toward the future, what impact are you hoping to create through this organization? What do you see for the future of the organization and really where are you hoping it goes from here?
1: Man, like there's a lot. There's a lot I look out for. There's a lot I'm planning towards. But then again, um, I... I just want prosperity for the African continents. Like that is the, that is the north star, prosperity for the African continent by leveraging on its youth population. Now I don't look at numbers. I look at this. Even if it's this one person I've I've reached out to, and a person is doing something, and a person is going somewhere, I'm okay with that. But on a, if you're gonna put it put it in numbers, by 2023 we plan to reach out to 5,000 young Africans all over the 54 countries on the African continent. That's the goal. Then not just reaching out and getting these numbers, but but being sure that yes, this person has been touched, has been impacted, and is now an agent of change. Yeah. So, like I said, um, I'm I'm hoping to make make the program one of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, if you come to Africa and you're like, okay, I'm looking for a program to help me build on my skills and um co- and, and my capabilities, Inspire for greatness is the way to go. That is the goal at the end, and you know, in the long run, I plan to work with the United Nations and also governments around Africa, the African countries, to help implement programs all aimed at you know youth development and engagement. Yeah, it is. We want youth minds to be in the right places. Like, I'm not saying like listening to this song or just doing this thing or doing this other task is not. Oh, it's bad, but. You could see the signs around you could see the climate change you could see this happening this isn't how it is supposed to be but it's, it's changed things have been affected so you need your mind to be in these places because you ain't waiting for for this per- person to do this or you're waiting for this governor or this president to do this and if you look at look at my country there are over 200 million people in my country of nigeria and more than 60 percent of that number are young people but they use aren't with this huge percentage they aren't quite engaged like they, they, some of them don't even care some of them don't even care some of them are like I'll leave it to the government whatever they want to do they want to do like it is not affecting me so I won't do anything it hasn't affected my family member my loved ones so I'm not doing anything I want to, want to change that mindset like you can't have that in 2021 like you can't have that in 20 I like, can't have that in the 21st century like you feel me you can't have that we need people who are like I don't want this thing to be this way and I'm not waiting on this person to do it. I'm going to do it. If you, I don't know if you, if you look at my shirt, the shirt I'm putting it on now and it's take action. Um, so yeah, I wear it. I remind myself about it. So yeah, I definitely want to be want to unlock prosperity for the continent and build um, a generation of more engaged young people because when everybody's walking and yeah, and they roll up their sleeves and walk the growth, the change comes faster. So yeah, that is it for us.
0: I think that goal of trying to get people more engaged is so great, and it's definitely something I'm trying to do as well, so thank you for talking about that. I want to switch gears a little bit now and ask you about your title as an anti-spanking activist. I saw it in your Instagram bio, and I actually haven't seen that one before, so I would love for you to explain your thoughts on that issue and explain what it means to be an anti-spanking activist.
1: Yeah, yeah you don't you don't actually see that on um on, on many change makers bio you know anti-spanking activists it just <laughs> it's actually quite unique yeah you're just like well it's well, well I, I do that basically Um, that is one thing that's also dear to me and dear to my heart if you like this whole thing about spanking now i feel like i'm giving you a history lesson now this whole thing about spanking the, 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 there is there's a saying that you, you go out of the continent. And like, oh, he spanked his kid. It's a black people thing. It's it's a black people thing, and they just do that to the kids. I'm like, no. And people do not really know the the harms that come with you know spanking and hitting um, a kid. You may just see it as oh, I'm trying to correct the child or oh, tough love, like they call it. Tough, it's tough love, but no, you're actually you're actually damaging, like. They, they in the long run, they're gonna hate you and call you respected, you're gonna spank your kids and, and, and call it love. People get that confused, people get that. So I am trying to enlighten these people. Sometimes they tell me, Oh, Godwin, um, you're not a parent, or you know, all of you live in a continent where it is a culture now and it is common. But no, this thing was infused into like it is it has gone deep. It's going deep. Like people see it as a normal thing. You, 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 people get you. You see kids get beaten up, some starved, and all of that. And people just do that wholehearted and 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 just quite quite inhumane. Like if you're in Africa here, you see what's happening, you know I need to act. And mm-hmm. I, I get pissed because some people feel it's normal and it's okay to do that because, um, y- you you want to prevent them from from getting into crimes or not being. Um, arrested by the cops or because your religion says you should uh, spare the oil and spoil the child. I know some, I know, um, I'm not going to go deep into that before like some religious people come on a podcast and be like, well, what does this say? This is our belief and all of that. It, it It's harmful. Um, I do not want that. I've been a victim of it. Um, I've been spanked, pushed, hit, every, <laughs> with different weapon, different stuffs, and I see the damage. I'm not talking just because I see something. I see it, happen to somebody i have experienced it before it's not pretty it's not good we need to um we need to raise kids who feel confidence in themselves and who aren't scared who aren't scared because oh my mama said i should do this or well, I have to do it or they, they can't think for themselves or they have to do things in a way that the the bigger person the adults love wants. yeah that doesn't give that that isn't very healthy you're just conforming to a certain just like what i i what organization is trying to change you know people grow up in a society, grow up in a place where there are this set of rules and traditions and they follow that. That doesn't give room for growth and that doesn't make them think outside of the box and want to change that. It is not okay to hit somebody because you're bigger or because um, you want they are not doing what you want. Like, what are you teaching them? Like, I can't say this enough. We need to be enlightened. We need to stop that. There are other ways to discipline yourself. We need to bring up people who are, you know, more empathetic and just feel for the other person, feel for the other person. Um, this isn't quite in the SDG goals, you know, about anti-spanking and all of that, but it's one thing that people really um, look shy away from, them, and, and they're like, oh, it's not my kid, it's not my child. So whatever they want to do, no, that's a human being. They're, they're, they're full humans, yeah. They're supposed to be loved and cherished. And if they make a mistake, you correct them. It's human to do that. So we, you, as the bigger person, you're supposed to correct them and advise them and draw them closer to you, not to create this monster and creates this vicious cycle where, okay, they say, oh, my mom hits me. I turned out fine, so I'm going to hit my kids and they keep doing that. And it goes on generations upon generations. And it's such a toxic um, um, culture or tradition and it, it's not supposed to. We we do not want this to go on again. We do not want people to say it's a black people thing. No, it wasn't. It was, it was ingrained in them. If you look at African tradition from the very beginning, black people don't hit their kids from the very beginning until when colonial master steps on this stepped on this land and they decided to treat people as slaves. So yeah, um, it is a very big issue. People don't really give it much attention, but I'm passionate about it and I'm talking about it. It isn't quite easy what we're doing, we're we're talking and we're advocating, kicking against hitting kids. They should be loved, they should be treated. They're full humans, they should be loved and cherished and treated well.
0: Absolutely. I really admire that you're taking up that cause because you're right that it really isn't something that people talk about that often. So so thank you for explaining all of that. I have one last question for you and I'm really excited to get your take on it because I know you answered a similar question when you did your takeover for Fusecast on Instagram. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to make a difference and they want to create change, but they may not know where or how to get started. So do you have any advice for those people who may be listening?
1: I knew you were going to ask this question, and I and they asked it in the accident of um, someone asked this question too. Like, oh, change making is daunting. How do I start? Where do you even start from? And I'm like, is the issue important enough? Is your do you have a why? If you if you aren't if you don't have a why, and if you're you're not passionate about this, or if you don't see this thing being worth it, don't then don't do it. It's, it's a full time job. It's a full time job, and it requires commitment, and you got to see more. Like, like, listen to me. Like, I am happy and I find fulfillment from the smile I can put on someone's face or a child's face who looks up to me and, and tells me, Godwin, because of you, my life is better. I know my why. I know why I'm doing this. I know what drives me. I know what motivates me. So start from where you are with what you have. Experiment. Meet people. Connect. Send them DMs. Send them emails. So you need that To know within yourself that this is what I want to do and I'm doing it, it's going to be hard, it's not going to be easy, but I'm doing it in in, in the long run. And I see what it's going to do for me and people in my society. So I'm going to do it even if it's hard.
0: I really enjoyed talking with Godwin because I think he is doing great work to empower others and he truly has committed himself to a life of service to others. I want to really emphasize the last piece of advice that Godwin shared, because it really made me think. He said that you have to consider if what you're fighting for is important enough. The way I see it, if it's important enough, you'll be fueled to keep working and keep fighting for that issue. But if it isn't important enough, you might face burnout or feel unfulfilled in your work. I think that it's a great question to consider in all aspects of life, whether it's activism or advocacy or even if it's in relationships, schoolwork, or maybe a new job. Pursue those things in life that excite, motivate, and inspire you because change comes when you find what is important enough to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can follow Godwin on Instagram at GodwinKevin underscore to get connected with him. And you can also follow Inspire for Greatness at inspire.for.greatness. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at Lily at BeTheChangePodcast.org or on Instagram at BeTheChangePodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.